Good morning, Andrew. We've got a good staff. There are sort of mix and match today. We just don't know what will happen. Um, but my role, while uh, I'm sort of retired and being a leader officially, has been to look after the outward giving with the help from Rachel. And, Rachel. Um, and some of you may remember David and Shelley Stokes. Who remembers David and Shelley Stokes? Okay. Well, they have retired from CMS. Living up in Solbury, they put up pop down here sometimes. And we've taken over at the church on your behalf to remember this. You're involved in this, it's not just me writing letters, you're involved in this. And we've decided to, to sponsor Christine and David Torrance, who are coming working in Tanzania. Are you actually on the mainland or in no. mainland? Okay. Uh, Christine was going to do the so what I want to say to you, if you feel at the end of what Christine has got to share with us, if you would like to support them, then that's a new letter to buy. But it, it is a commitment. It isn't just, oh, I'll just be a new letter to get done. You will in a sense will be saying, I'm going to pray for this family while they're only in Tanzania. And then they will send us back new letters from time to time and say, will you please pray because I have a feeling that Tanzania isn't necessarily the most Christian-friendly country. Am I right? Depends on the region, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're away in the So that life may well be tough. So don't forget to pray for We will all pray for you now. You might want to come and join me and we'll pray for Christine and, and David. What should we all call? John. John, okay. We go by the name, easy to remember. <laughs> and so we, we will pray for them and, and we'll let Christine tell us what the Lord has called them to do. In Tanzania. Who's going to come and join me and just say, say a prayer for Christine? Don't all rush at once, please. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord Jesus Christ said, many are called, few are chosen. And we believe that Christine and David have been chosen, have been called to go out to Tanzania and to teach the people of that, of that nation the word of the Lord, to teach them about the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in order to do that, they will need all of your authority, all of your power, all of your love. They'll need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so as we pray for the Christine and the family today, we pray for Mother Orson, Stephen and David's rapid recovery. But we pray that when they finish their training in North Tanzania, we will remember them daily in our prayers, and we will walk with them through all their good times, their bad times, and remember they're called by you, they're chosen by you. So bless them all in the work you've called them to do in Tanzania. And may we hear from them time to time in the way your spirit is moving in that nation to bring you praise and to bring you glory. We ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. My 10 page sermon. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm um, my husband wrote a lovely long sermon for you all, but he's really ill, so. Unfortunately for him, it's hard for me to get me this morning. Um, shall I say a bit about 
came to well, came to me with a wonderful song that really was sweet. And I just wanted to but God wants to share for us at the moment. So how lovely is your dwelling place, the Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns in faith for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow is found at home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young. A place near your altar, O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength, to each appears before God in time. Hear my prayer, O Lord, God Almighty, listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with me on your, look with favour on your anointed one. Blessed, the better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold. From those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, bless the man who trusts in you.
saved my friend's life. Um, but joking aside, the single biggest thing that has changed my life is the presence of the Holy Spirit, which I received around the age. I think I was 20 or 21 when I came to university to the UK. Um, and that's really what I want to dig into uh, this morning, is how the presence of the Holy Spirit changes everything. It's nothing left untouched when it happens. So in the passage, we see that the Holy Spirit's presence changes everything for Jesus as he starts out his earthly ministry. And I want to flip that back and look at how it changes everything for us as well. So uh, previous to this passage, if you look at chapter 3, we see you know, Jesus gets baptized by, by John. And if you look at all of chapter 3, I had never noticed how many times the Holy Spirit is just repeated over and over and over again. So um, when John the Baptist is saying, there's somebody who's going to come and he's going to baptize with fire and the Holy Spirit. Then uh, Jesus is baptized, the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove. Then he's led by the Holy Spirit out into the wilderness, why, where you know he's tempted by the devil and by the power of God's word and the Holy Spirit, he's able to overcome in victory. Then he comes, he's then led out of the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to, um, well, to other regions. I can't remember regions. Um, but then he comes back to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And when he does this announcement in his hometown synagogue, he's being anointed by the Holy Spirit. So there's something about the Holy Spirit that this, the author of this passage really wants us to get. He doesn't want us to, he or she, I'm assuming it's a he because of that time, but they don't want us to miss things. Um, and so Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, at first, is taken very popularly, right? He's making this big announcement, this prophecy, everybody's been waiting, who's going to fulfill it, who's going to fulfill it. Jesus gets up in front of people who've seen him, you know, learning how to walk, falling down, you know, being made of pain, running around as a teenager, I don't know what he was like, but they've seen him grow, and he gets up there and says, this is about me. And at first, everybody's like, wow. This is amazing. You know, he speaks really well. We've heard he does miracles. He's going to do those for us. This is great. But by the end of the chapter, as we can see, the more truth he tells, the deeper he goes. You know, he basically indicates, guys, you're hard hearted. Your ancestors were hard hearted, and so are you. Because you're so fixated on what's happening within you. But actually, God is God has more plans than just you. He's got other people, other individuals you'll never meet. So this, I think, is a widow in one of the stories of David and the other. And they want to kill him. In fact, they try to assassinate him because all of a sudden this is not convenient anymore. They don't like 
having the purpose, the anointing to wholeheartedly and single-heartedly do what Jesus calls you to do, to follow him. Um, and that's it. We met with some amazing stories, some amazing testimonies. You're gonna, you know, we get to have adventures and we get to say, like, look what he did, this is so cool. But it also results in rejection. It results in having really awkward conversations with people say, look, that's offensive and I don't want to hear anymore. Close the door in your face. Family members don't speak to you anymore, you know. And sometimes you do, you, you have to pay the ultimate cost. Um, but I think based on what I'm seeing in the congregation of people stays nodding, I think this is the church that already breaks this, understands it, and is willing. So I appreciate the to the converted, but I think it's it's something we can all be be reminded of and like pursue. And I think um, I've forgotten any of the other things I've written down because that was so much planned to share this morning because I didn't bring my notes. Um, but yeah, just what, what I was hearing in Psalm, Psalm 81, 84, 84, I just had that feeling of like, yes, like I want more. Like I, I want more of what, of what this is, more time with God, more presence. So I think probably what the best thing is is to take this sort of out of all the other excuses and looking at the Bible is really, really good. I kind of want to take it and pull it into this morning and say, um, if there's, I don't know, everybody's going to relate to something in this passage. So you need to listen to what the Holy Spirit is asking you to pay attention to. Um, I don't know what John is getting out of this, but something. <laughs> um, Maybe you know God has called you to be or do or love. 
maybe something else. Maybe something from the different that he's talking to about this story. Um, but I think we should say.